0: He's a first-generation multimedia journalist. We're just uh, trying to work through some technical difficulties here. He's an advocate for local sports coverage in northeastern Wisconsin. They're going to be talking about this matchup on both sides of the Fox River for quite some time. He's five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, and has hardly a trace of athletic ability. Keep in mind, I once scored three touchdowns in the first half of a junior varsity game. This is the Andrew Pekarek Podcast. Thank you everyone for joining me once again. And thank you for all the support with starting up PrepsAgenda.com. I appreciate it and keep on checking out those stories. I'm just trying to do what I can Um, And really appreciate all that support. So prepsagenda.com, I'm really um, happy and pleased um, just with the response I've been getting with that. We've got articles up there, videos for team previews, and podcasts like this one coming at you um, this week. A lot of content I'm trying to deliver because uh, I always said uh, August, busy time of year. And when there's hay to be made, that's when I'm going to put in the hours to do it. Um, So... Really, really want to thank you once again, and this podcast in particular today, I think uh, just a special one to say the least, i um, going to replay an interview I did with Green Bay Notre Dame legend, John Nowak. I had the good fortune of, at the end of the regular season last year, of sitting down with him, well, I'll explain a bit, not exactly on my part, sitting down with him and doing a podcast, and I still remember um, when I emailed Uh, Coach that day, I'm like, hey, I'd like to come to practice and interview you for the podcast I'm doing. And quite honestly, I'm not sure if Coach John Nowak um, knew what a podcast was at that point, but uh, he's like, sure, come over. Um, We'll be starting practice. If you can get here at this time, that'll be fine. And that was that. I just wanted to pick his brain a little bit about an outstanding career. Of course, he announced that last year would be his uh, last year coaching on the sidelines. I wanted some time with him, and he was gracious enough to grant me some. And honestly, I could have talked with him for hours and hours and still not even scratched the surface of the knowledge that he has when it comes to high school sports and high school football in particular. So really appreciate that time and um, just what it was. And then obviously... Um, unfortunately, his passing last month, uh, just a, a sad um, note for everyone in, in the high school sports community in Green Bay. Um, everybody I came across over the years, there's never one bad thing that was said I that I ever heard about head coach John Nowak. He was tough on and off the field at times, that tough love. But at the same time, he would be the same type of coach on and off the field to kind of... Uh, uh, give you those lighter moments, those those uh, funnier jokes, jokester type moments as well. Um, so, Coach John Nowak, one of a kind. There'll never be another one like him, in my opinion. Kind of a, a last of a, a generation where you just don't see the long tenured coaches, head coaches with one program anymore, with uh, the game and the responsibilities and things of that nature changing so much. But uh, um, just from his years at Premontre to when the schools came together, um, taking Notre Dame to success, and obviously ending his career with back-to-back state appearances. Um, just an outstanding career, but more importantly, an outstanding person that got the bigger picture, that there was more to what he was doing than just... Sports and Athletics. He was teaching everyone, his coaches, people he came in contact with, his athletes, us in the media, life lessons, and I think I speak for everyone. We all appreciate that. So putting together this podcast to allow everyone to reflect, dedicating it to him, of course, and thoughts and prayers and condolences to his family, um, obviously, but you can tell from the response um, of the people after his passing, that he was a man that was well, well loved beyond just the school days with. He touched so many lives. Um, But before I get to this interview, and again, I had this last year, but I thought maybe many of you haven't heard it, and maybe you did listen to it last year, but uh, taken away some things. from Coach Nowak once again. With this is when I did this interview last year. I stopped by the field and the gates were still kind of locked, and he didn't have the key at the time. So he, he was waiting um, just to, for the other coaches to come by so he could get through the gate and then they'll start practice. And obviously, um, he had uh, knee repairs. I think hips. You know, his uh, over the years just so many surgeries and, and things he went through. So he had uh, his lawn chair there, sat down. And said, hey, I'm ready to do the interview. You know, I've got some time here. Sure, no problem. But uh, we're locked out. So we're just outside the gate there at Ted Fritch Field. And on the cement, you know, he's sitting down. And I wanted him to be as comfortable as possible for this. And I got my stick mic into my voice recorder. I didn't feel comfortable by any means standing up and then having him sitting down me being up and then looking down at him so I did for the duration of this interview which is get down on my knees and for the 15 minutes wherever this interview is just kneel right beside him get that eye-to-eye contact and really get that personable response you can hear it in his voice I could tell um, he, you know he doesn't want to go out there and say oh really talk about himself but I could tell he was enjoying at that time putting everything in respect and just reflecting on the career and what he has done very humble wouldn't want to talk about himself but I could tell memories things that just thinking back and all the faces and and people that uh, he came in contact with I could tell he was enjoying our conversation so that made me feel good and classic coach uh, Nowak after this is I, I didn't say this last year So I get up after we're done with the interview, and he goes, you must be Catholic, right? Very bad John Nowak impersonation on my part, but I always had that deep, deep drawl. I thought. And I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? Well... You had to be Catholic if you were kneeling straight up for 15 minutes straight and uh, didn't flinch like that. So Coach Nowak, just ways to put in his his humor and everything because I was beyond nervous. You know, very few individuals I get nervous, but just Coach Nowak was one of those um, coaches that you walk the straight and narrow and well-respected all the time. Uh, always wanted you to interview only as seniors. And he also kind of had a rule, which we often broke, that, you know, you got to, interview every senior on the team before you can uh, talk to him again. Obviously, that kind of got broke when you got some great guys doing things, but I, I respected his decision that he wanted the seniors to get talked to. And as many of you know, with my interviews and what I do at football specifically, I love talking to offensive linemen. Give me an offensive lineman any day because 9 times out of 10, your offensive linemen on your team are usually some of your best quotes. So I always love giving the big guys uh, um some love themselves, so that's no problem on my part, but that was one of his little rules, but I just thought I'd share that little story about this interview and, uh, and how I came to be, but I really appreciate his time, and again, I don't think there's going to be another coach, John Nowak, coming along because uh, um, that was just part of a great generation that he came up with and his passion over 40 years of coaching football at some level. Um, just r- remarkable so once again just thoughts prayers and condolences to his family um, the Notre Dame community just a great man um, as far as the lives he touched once again and just want to share that with you but once again here's my interview from last year as we kinda look back in his own words the career of Notre Dame legend John Nowak enjoy this coach uh, I'll start off with 1971 I did my History research, going back. Somebody hired a freshman coach in 1971 at Premontré. Discuss what you were thinking at that time, getting your first kind of coaching position at your alma mater, and just kind of how much your uh, coaching style has changed, or just what were you thinking initially with that initial job and what you wanted to do uh, in the field back then.
1: Well, really, I wasn't looking for a coaching job. Uh, I was kicking around. I had just graduated uh i went back for one more semester because i had eligibility left at the time st norbert's was a division two school and so uh, uh it was a freebie i was on scholarship and uh so uh and i was real good friends with the principal and he gave me a call and told me they were looking for a freshman coach and i figured well, i'm not doing anything else and might as well give it a shot and here i am today what led you to think of
0: sticking with the program for that long? Like you said, you weren't initially going out in that field and eventually becoming the varsity head coach and obviously the merger between the schools, but like, what ultimately kind of kept you in it, kept you progressing? Obviously, you had some great head coaches you learned from it initially, but just what kind of kept you in it through those initial years where sometimes when you start to have a family, you might venture off from the coaching, but you obviously stuck with it for all these years.
1: Um, well, I always loved football. It was always a huge part of my life and once I I got into the coaching part, it was it, almost like it had been addictive to me, where I had to do it and uh, um, I was a freshman coach I believe for three years. Ron Miller at the time was the head coach and uh, then he brought me up to the varsity as an assistant and uh, he left the position and uh, Dick Hippas took over, I became the defensive coordinator, and when Dick left, I was out of it for, I believe, two years. In fact, I helped start the uh, Edison Bulldogs, the grade school team. And then uh, I applied for the job when Bob Collins left, and uh, I got the job, and I've been here ever since. When the schools merged, I had to apply again, and I was fortunate enough to get that. And so that's kind of how I got here today. For uh, the younger Tykes, including myself, where I was just uh,
0: watching like a little t- TV cartoons back in the 1990 when that merger happened, describe, because that was big rivalry between Abbott-Pennins and as far as with a lot of sports. but. How was that adjusting to where you had those groups of guys coming together from those two programs or those two backgrounds where you might have had a lot of sons or, or younger brothers, some guys who had played? Like, How difficult was that initially with that transition or describe in context during that time frame what that was like when those schools came together to form Notre Dame?
1: It was tough at first. There were a lot of kids that were, were hurt by their schools uh, closing and St. Joseph's Academy was involved in that also, the all-girls school and uh uh, with football we really didn't have uh, the kids had come over and started lifting weights here because pennings didn't uh uh, was doing some of the weight room or didn't have as large a facility as we did so i got to know some of them uh, because i was running the weightlifting over here and uh i just told them there were there was it was notre dame academy now and they all accepted accepted it and it was really actually kind of smooth athletically like i say other areas. I don't think it went that smooth, but uh, um, there really wasn't a lot of problem when it came to our football program.
0: I believe it was two years later that you won the Wista title in 92 as far as getting that collection of talent. Does that sound right or do I have my dates mixed up? Yeah, but I believe it so. wasn't too
1: long yeah, after that. I, remember like, that. Yeah, I don't know the exact, can't remember the exact date, but yeah, uh, when we uh, won our first state championship, yeah, that was a, a really good football team. We had uh, a a lot of talent and a lot of good kids. How much has your system, based system, just changed? Obviously,
0: it's some things, but defensively, offensively, um, you talked a lot of the other area coaches, go to your games. Not a lot of fancy stuff. It's run the ball well, play defense well, and play special teams well. You're going to win a lot of ball games with that formula. Like how, how much of the the system kind of is kind of the same from the, those teams that you were initially had back then?
1: Well, we always were, have been, and still are power running team. And, um, I mean, we used to run a play we we call our blast play probably 50% of the time. I think some games it was just a, a fullback lead, because uh, we've always been blessed with, with exceptional talent kids. We always uh, haven't had great size in our lines along the way, um, but so we've been a power team defensively. We always played in even front, uh. There was about a three-year span where I switched to a 34, but now we're back in an even front. One year we played around with a, a 3-3-5, but just for I believe, two games and we went back to our even front. It's what uh, I played in college. It's what, what we know best here. And um, our, I guess my philosophy is we want to keep things simple and put kids where they fit in our system. Uh, not make the, them fit the system. We like to use their abilities and want to be able to play fast where they don't have to do a lot of thinking both offensively and defensively is basically it.
0: When I get the privilege to go to all the area practices before the season, the four or five years I've been able to do that. Yours is always up there as one of the best as far as tempo, the way the kids are listening, you have a number of coaches at different stations, just getting the most out of it. And this year in particular, I remember one of the stations really uh, harping on the guys or getting on them but as far as just really getting across the point and it had to do with a little bit running drill and as far as how they're carrying the ball and bursting through like how important are those early season drills because you see it year after year this year it happens to be Nate Island felt you have a kid who just can churn their legs run very hard like how important as far as stressing and, and seeing the potential in kids when you're getting on them because you know they can uncover so much more than what they're showing with their ability right at that moment
1: yeah, like I say, uh, you mentioned earlier, it's all based on, on fundamentals, but uh, I think a big part of the program is here is that uh, we practice everybody together those first two weeks, the freshmen on up, and they get to see what the older kids do and, and what we expect of them as far as practice is concerned. I mean, we have a few rules, uh, be on time, treat each other with respect, and play hard are basically our three rules and that's what we try to incorporate into all our drills That philosophy.
0: Have the kids or just the athletes obviously times change change more more so than the game itself I know a lot of teams spread it out formation wise and stuff like that but would you say just over time as the decades go through that just the kids the the culture kinda changes more so than the actual game when you look down at it, the X's and O's or what do you think is the biggest change from uh, when you started coaching?
1: Well even uh, you know like I say we I'll use us as an example. Uh when we first started getting in the the pistol and the gun and different things like that, people went, Man, you're changing everything. We're not changing everything. We're just giving different looks and uh using again our talent to what it is. If you don't have a tight end, why why throw somebody out there, you know, that'd be one example. But uh uh I think the kids are 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 better athletes. I think with all the training going on in the off season and stuff, they're in better shape when they report. Um, I I do see sometimes the numbers fluctuating a little bit more. I think with the head injuries and stuff, there's been a scare amongst parents and in football and stuff. Um, You know, it used to be uh, when the freshmen came in, you'd find five, six kids that you could just see were we're more physical we're faster you don't see as much of that and i think it's the way everybody has gotten in the coaching aspect of it they're more emphasizing the proper technique and different things like that and uh i just think it's might have slowed down the progression of some kids uh but they end up being you know the toughest kids always come out in the end but uh i don't think there's a, as many kids as that initially right away i think they've been and i think that's probably good where you're just not letting kids get away with running around knocking somebody's head off doing, doing whatever they want and not doing it properly you know
0: realignment i can't imagine that was a word you heard a lot in the 80s 90s until 2000s it became more prevalent yeah. west appear with the latest one requests in that would you be in favor down the line just doing the district plan i know the wi some coaches have kind of discussed that in the past but what do you think is the best fix particularly when you look at football as a different animal with with conferences and it seems like each area deb hauser's doing the southeast part of the state now our part of the state recently just got redone like what do you think is the long term because it's it's going to fluctuate it's going to be brought up more like what do you think is the long-term solution for the wia
1: when it first came out i thought in our situation with our size and what we're in now you know being the smallest school in the in the, the classic conference i thought the district was a good good option and i think i still lean that way a little bit that's what it you know, you're playing the same teams in the playoff every year. It's you, know, you get in that room for that meeting and you're all old friends by now, you know.
0: Um, with Division Three in particular, uh, you guys obviously a defending champion in, in that division. But how how special has this team been this year? Just coaching this group, because obviously you came back. You, you really liked the seniors and juniors that you had on this team. A lot of great kids. Just how, how fun has this year been per, for you? And particularly a lot of the road games and how, a lot of the teams in the conference have, have done something to, to mention you either before the game, halftime, to respect for you in this conference. Just what's this year been like for you personally?
1: Um, other of my health issues, it's been great. Uh, Uh, this group specifically, you know, we knew we had skilled kids coming back, but we knew we'd have some work to uh, put together an offensive line. And that's happened rather easily for us. And and in fact, I've said it before, uh, this is one of our better pass blocking group of kids that that we've had in quite a while. Just uh, where are you going to miss most about as far
0: as uh, just being the head man on that sideline next year? What what are you planning on doing as far as I imagine you can't take your uh, eyes completely off football, but just uh, or have you even thought about next year, or obviously focused on this season, as far as uh, looking at making that decision?
1: Um, no, I have said, you know, I, there's always a possibility I'd coach again. I just, I just think it's a good time to get um, away from it. From, you know, this situation, different things like that. And uh, I'll miss uh, coming to the weight room in the morning, uh, where you see the kids in a different way, you know, and you're you're laughing with them and telling stories, and uh, especially this, the practices, um, and the coaches, we've been together so long. I mean, uh, we're we're really a close family as far as the coaching staff, and that's one of the reasons we've had some success, because of the uh, consistency of coaching, you know.
0: had a lot of great players over the years I imagine you can remember names and teams and things like that but you mentioned those stories like any particular stories from practices or just something that sticks out to you when you kind of look back at everything or just routines at practices or like you said the weight room or watching film like what's something uh, just little jokes inside jokes anybody who's ever had a, a a good fortune of doing an interview with you, you know, kind of the little humor and stuff like that after games that you sometimes play with us media folks or joking around with the kids and seeing their enjoyment. Like, what sticks out to you in that regard when you mention stories? Well, each
1: team has their own personality, you know. They they know uh they I always tell them I, I coach this team the way I was as a parent, you know, and I believe in discipline and, and uh I'll let them know when I'm not happy, but I'm always there for them. And, uh, you know, some of them are uh, more the the things kids will come to you with the the problems they've had. We've experienced a lot of tragedy in this program with deaths and family and stuff, and we are here for each other. And uh, they they you know, one kid asked me if I was bipolar one day. <laughs> I started thinking about that a little bit to tell you the truth, but. Uh, uh, no, we we, uh, we call it flipping the switch. We can be at a break and be laughing one minute, and we say, you know, we've got to flip the switch, and they know that it's time to go back to work, stuff like that. It, it, it's just the way it's, like I say, it's a family atmosphere, it's the way it's run. I think I speak for all the TV folks, the radio folks, the newspaper folks you've had over
0: the years at the Green Bay Press-Gazette before. Um, we're just uh, very gracious always to have and, uh, cover your teams and uh, the respect you've always shown us and just your players. It's a it's a great program to watch over the years, and just thank you for, for all the stuff that you've done, not just for your team, but just for sports and athletics in general in the Green Bay area, sir.
1: Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, I think you guys do a great job for the, for the kids, too. You know, I, I've seen along the way... I've been in this a lot of years where after a tough loss, there's guys that would put it on a kid or something for a fumble or throwing, you guys are a class act, you never bring kids into it and uh, I think that's really neat All right.
0: Well, thanks again, coach. And uh, the regular season finale is Friday night against Green Bay Southwest. If you're head out there, it should be a good uh, physical ball game. And best of luck in that game and the playoffs as well, coach. Thank you much. I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview again from last year. had the pleasure of talking with legendary Green Bay Notre Dame football coach John Nowak, uh, just as the regular season was uh, coming to a close uh, and knew it was going to be his last year coach and wanted to catch up with him. Um, pick his brain about an outstanding career and just kind of what helped him get through it. What made him tick, you know, as far as that passion that love to do it for that long at that high of a level with that much intensity. It was such a pleasure. And quite honestly, if he didn't have practice coming up that day, I could have talked to the man for a few hours and still would have uh, not even come close to scratching the surface of the knowledge that uh, um, he, he possesses when it comes to high school sports and high school football specifically. Um, just did so much, not only for his teams, but um, a lot of coaches around the area that he faced, mentor in some way, looked up to so much. There's not a, a person I've in, ever encountered in the conference or around the area that ever had a, a bad thing to say about head coach John Nowak. And and once again, um, um, just thoughts prayers with his family last month, um, just an um, unexpected passing, obviously difficult, but judging by um, just the response that you saw at the time and how many individuals, other coaches, people from the football community um, that came forth to, to pay their respects, it tells you about the life that man lives. So once again, I just thought it was appropriate here as far as by chance to have the the good fortune to be able to to have that conversation with them and also have it um, recorded. Uh, I just went back and listened to it again, you know, as far as just just having those memories and those things to, to take away once again. So I hope you enjoyed that and once again wanted to play that for everybody to enjoy as well that's all i've got for this podcast gonna continue the trail though of uh just keep working at it trying to get to as many high school football camps as i can and now uh, lots of stories to get to this weekend and to catch up on so once again thank you for the support um if you can financially um find a little bit of money for at least one month to help donate please it helps the cause i'm doing this on my own regardless but uh a lot of web hosting fees travel costs as far as that so uh putting some money into it and if you can very much appreciate the help the cause of what i'm trying to do with high school sports that can all be found on prepsagenda.com. click on the support tab and you'll find your way to patreon.com and my patron page um but please add like on the Preps Agenda Facebook page. Please do that. Follow me on Twitter, of course, at Ann But once again, PrepsAgenda.com. I'm trying to bring you some stories each day, some perspective. Do what I can to deliver high school sports coverage to northeastern Wisconsin. So once again, thank you for that support once again. And another thing i like to mention, if you're one of those photo bugs one of those people who likes taking photos, whether a parent or just a community member who enjoys that. I know there's lots of uh, great ones in the area who enjoy just being out there. If you have Facebook pages or galleries or stuff you'd like me to link to or, or things like that, would love to do so and then return down the road. Um, if I'm doing a feature on a young individual, a high school athlete, I may not be able to get to everything. and may not have a photo on file. So I would appreciate uh, assistance in that way. So it can reach out to me as well there but once again um, I'll quit rambling on here but um, really hope that you enjoyed this podcast the retrospective um, looking at the coaching career of head coach John Nowak in his own words and once again uh, just a great man great individual and I was fortunate just uh, for the times in my limited time uh, getting to cover his teams Uh, always uh, loved covering his games his practices so i wanted to share that with you but for now um, take care and once again click on prepsagenda.com and keep on supporting it really appreciate that thank you take care